Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsors. Do you wake up feeling like your best days have passed you by? Omega-3s are essential to the health of your body and cells. Scientists say an imbalance in the omega-3-6 ratio is a major cause of many illnesses. You need testing to know how healthy your cells are. Without testing, you're only guessing. Test yourself at home and start feeling better today. Find out how by calling Rick Kroll at 305-933-4219. Welcome to the Home Business Success Show. Join us as we speak to home business entrepreneurs for tips, tricks, do's, and even don'ts for running a successful home business. Welcome, everyone. I'm Hank Eater, also known as Hank the PR Guy, host of the Home Business Success Show, and you're listening to bizradio.us, all entrepreneurs, all the time. We'll be joining my guest right after my Two Cents Marketing Minute. I've spoken before on this show about relationship marketing, and I'm sure we'll be speaking about it in many different ways over time. Relationships really are the true heart of your business. When you can develop meaningful relationships with your clients, your business will grow beyond your expectations. That being said, Our guest today, Coach Lee Hopkins, is an expert in helping people build more fulfilling social connections in both their personal and professional lives. Whether you're looking to expand your social circle or build deeper connections with those around you, he believes that authenticity is your key to success. By embracing your true self and learning to communicate from a place of honesty, and vulnerability, you can form the kind of connections that will enrich your life and bring you joy. Coach Lee owns a social connections coaching company called Patterns of Possibility, where he helps his clients find fulfilling social connections and meaningful relationships with a simple three-step process. Welcome to the show, Lee. Hank, thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, you're welcome. If you would, please, please begin by telling us about yourself and what it is that you do. All right. Well, as uh, in the introduction, I'm a social connections coach and I help people make those meaningful connections. Um, The reason why I started doing this stuff is because I had terrible connections. I had terrible friends, but I didn't say that they were terrible, but they were. Um, It was my choice in them, actually. So that's what I mean to say. (laughs) But I I started doing this because I didn't have the kind of social connections that I wanted with my friendships, my relationships, my business partnerships, my coworkers, had nothing that was sustainable. And I didn't find real joy in those kind of connections. And I... All of this that I do is based on my own personal experiences with it, because I've been told many times that if you just be yourself, you can really connect with people authentically. But that didn't seem to be the case for me. It didn't work as I thought it was supposed to. It didn't work. And so I went through life and all the kind of relationships that I mentioned, trying to be somebody else, trying to to show up as what I thought they wanted me to be. And I just felt really, really disconnected. 
And uh, it wasn't until I went to therapy and learned in groups and group therapy um, that I had feelings and they were valid and I wanted to share those with other people. And I started to try and share those feelings with other people. But I realized that they didn't know how to receive those feelings either. And so that that was like the, the beginning of the coaching for me, like realizing that, well, I want to communicate with people in an authentic manner, which means sharing your feelings. And I realized there are a lot of people that couldn't do it, but also wanted to do it. And the people who are uncomfortable when you do share your feelings. You know, you yeah. and I are we're from different generations. And I was brought up by a father who always taught me, you know, you stay mm. stoic, you stay strong, you stay mm. silent, and you mm. never complain to people about anything. And that really meant not sharing your feelings. Well, that's why so many of us older folks, you know, may seem emotionally retarded to some of the younger <laughs> folks because we were we were put that way. You also talked about having not so great company, which mm -hmm. reminded me of another thing that my father always said. What he meant was you're judged by the company you keep. But he also used to say, if you roll around in poop long enough, you start to smell like it. But that's what he really meant. You're judged by the company you keep. So, yeah, we had to find meaningful relationships with those who allowed us to be ourselves and to express who we are and what we're feeling. Right. And I hear you saying all of this, and it makes so much sense because, you know, the the emotional regulation and, and those the, the way we were taught to regulate your emotions um it was just to stuff it and just to be stoic as you said and so it's really hard to to connect with people and i wonder you know when I, when I look at the kind of relationships that my parents had and and their parents had i mean i'm sure they did the same thing they they were in survival mode we're just focused on not talking about those things that could make us vulnerable and hurt us already so you can't connect authentically. You got to stay stoic. You have to keep that stuff inside because the world is hard enough. And there has just never been a time where I've been told, and I believe that perhaps they've been told that it's okay to, to open up. It's okay to talk about what's, what's hurting you. No, don't ever do that. Especially men. Just don't ever do that. You can show anger and that's it. Don't, don't show me anything else. If you're crying over a woman, you're crying over a partner. Um, you need to suck that up and you need to just be stoic, just move on. And then that's where we start. And this is one of the things that I I had when you start stuffing your feelings, you start just uh, using other substances. Um, I drank a whole lot. I, you know, binge watched TV. I played a lot of video games. I really just tried to focus on whatever it was that made me not feel anything because I had no idea how to express it. And it felt so lonely. And I imagine those people who, like you mentioned, who are stoic, don't get a chance to to really connect. It's really difficult if you don't even know how you feel, let alone be able to share it with somebody. Yeah, I can relate to that. In my time, you know, many of us didn't drink a whole lot. My father, you know, he was more into the drinking, but he didn't drink a lot. But <laughs> he, he was not adverse to drinking scotch, you know, if he was feeling like he was overwhelmed. Whereas uh, my substance of choice, like, you know, so much because I came up in the hippie days, my substance of choice was marijuana, Ooh. you know, and it, it, that feeling of euphoria, yeah, it just takes you away from having to express your pain because, you know, you could send it somewhere else for a while. So I do get that. So 
You told me a little bit about the reason you started your business, and I get that. But what do you do? How is it that you serve your clients? Well, um, it's a really great question because this is pretty delicate. I'm not a therapist. I am not a psychologist. I do work a lot with emotion and helping people release that. And the biggest thing that I'm able to do to help my clients and what someone has done for me is to recognize that they are feeling something and help them put words to the feeling so that they can express that feeling, like can say it in a clear, concise manner. So what I do for um, the personal connections, if you're looking to make deeper connections with someone, I have tips to help you speak clearly and concisely. And I know it, it sounds kind of clunky, but the three uh, elements to when you speak your your feelings, your truth, or to connect with people, you talk about your feeling, you say your feeling, because a lot of people say, well, I have, I, t- I felt, I felt like they should have did something else, or I, I felt like they were mean to me, but those aren't really feelings. You say, I feel angry. That's all you need. You don't need any more explanation or about that. It's feeling it's valid. And then the next thing you say is the experience that you had that, that caused the anger. You showed up late or my friend showed up late. Okay. And then there's something else underneath that, um, that is underlying. I caused, or I felt angry because they showed up late. Um, and I felt that because I felt unimportant. It's a bit of reflection to help them get under why the anger was there in the first place. But I'm not a therapist again, but I do this kind of work and I want to make sure that people are able to really authentically express themselves. And it turns out that, um, it's clunky and it takes some time to get used to, but it's really liberating for people to do that. So I create a space in which we're not going to attack that feeling because most of the time the world is going to attack your feeling. You're mad about something, suck it up. You're sad, get over it. People have it worse. You're afraid, man up. You're happy about Pokemon cards. How dare you show your joy? You're a 40 year old man. I'm going to rip them up and throw them away. We're scared. We're all, we're all just living in a space where we're scared to express ourselves. So what I do is help people create that language, figure out what it is, and give them the tools to go out into the world and share it without um, without getting hurt, like without oversharing. Mm-hmm. Right, because nobody wants to be around the sad sack who's always, always, always talking about how bad they feel. <laughs> oh you know, you, God, just, you see that person coming and then you want to run the other direction. I knew somebody like that when I was in community college before I went to, you know, the, the four-year institution. I, I spent the first two years at a community college in Miami, and I used to hang around a place that they called the the Peer Counseling Institute, you know, it was a part of the school, but it was like a bunch of pretty cool people. I even dated two or three of the women that were in there. But that being said, there was a woman who always came there, a young woman who ironically enough, her name was Mary, M-E-R-R-Y. But she was like, (laughs) she had this black cloud always floating over her head. And if you even asked her, how are you doing? You would get a 25-minute dissertation of all the horrible things that are going wrong. Wow. You know, somebody named this person wrong, and we all felt for (laughs) her. But we we just got to the point where, you know, okay, 
we know you're not feeling great. What can we do to help you feel mm-hmm. a little better? Yeah. It's a good friends of you. That it's good friends. You're you're trying to help them and I'm I'll bet that they there was nothing that you could do. No, not really. Not really. <laughs> you know, last week I spoke to a woman on the show and we were talking about how sometimes um people who are looking to grow they can't grow until they find the language for it because words are powerful. So you were saying you were looking for the language with, with which to deal with this. And mm-hmm. when you find the language, you can then start taking the steps and you can do it from a position of strength. Absolutely. I love that. I think that's that's a belief that I hold to. Words are power and you have to name it to tame it. All of those, uh, the sayings for that. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this. The things that you mentioned a few moments ago, are those the three, is that the three-step process that you use to help your clients or is that something else? It's something else. I have lots of little pieces in between, but I did mention the three-step, you did mention the three-step process at the beginning. How do you find your tribe? How do you find people? So if we zoom out, that's just the three pieces that I mentioned is more of a communication device that you use when you get to the the places where you, you're going to talk to the people. But the, the three steps is uh, step one is figuring out who you are and what it is that you want. You always have to start with that. What's important to you? And those are your red flags and those are your green flags. And green flags is in the desired behaviors that you want to see. So make sure you know those for yourself and be able to articulate those very clearly. So that's what we do in step one. So step two is then we go to those places where there are people doing the things that you want them to do. Don't waste your time going places where people are drinking and you're not interested in drinking. I used to do that a whole lot when I was searching for friends. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to a bar and and I, I'm sure I'm going to find somebody who wants to play board games here. I just have to, it's just a numbers game. I'll just talk to as many people. And with that liquid courage, I can talk to as many people as I want, but I never found those people. <laughs> in fact, uh, I really had a hard time remembering who they were because <laughs> I had too much to drink, of course. And then once you figure out where it is that you want to go, like the next step is to be intentional about having conversation. So after I figured out, all right, I like people who play board games. I want to go to those places and I want them to play the kind of games I like to, t- to play. So I go, step one, figure out what it is. Step two, go to the meetups that have people playing board games. And then step three, stand on the wall and watch everybody play while you just wish somebody would talk to you. No, that's a lie. Talk to people. Be intentional about opening up and having the conversations and lead those conversations towards what you want. You want to see, you want to know in them. So I teach my clients to figure out what it is that you want to share, what you want to know, and how you want to see people respond to that. Go have the conversation. Don't be afraid. Go have the conversation. And the thing that stops a lot of people is that, well, they're afraid of rejection. I get it. I get it. I was afraid of rejection too, until I remembered that it feels terrible to be alone. And I'll never find out what it feels like to be connected to anybody unless I try. So those are the three steps. Figure out what it is that you want, go to those places, and then be intentional about having the conversation. 
Pretty good. Yeah. I knew a young woman who used to always say dare to risk, because if you don't risk, you just stay in the same place all the time. Mm-hmm. And that meant, you know, things like you could use it in all areas of life. You know, you want to make an investment in something Well, you do your research, you know, before mm-hmm. you lay your money down. But if the research looks really good and, you know, all the other ducks are lined up, then you still have to take the risk to plunk some money down and make that investment. You might win, you might lose. You mm-hmm. know, nothing is certain in that in that world, but you have to dare to risk. And the same thing has to do with finding the people who will play the board games you want. The same thing is true if you're looking to go out with a, a young woman. If you're if you want to date somebody, you know, you go to the places where maybe you'll meet meaningful partners. But if you just stand against the wall, most of the time they're not going to come to you. It's not impossible. They might. But it's better if you yeah. show a little bit of interest. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think so. And it's it's really about, you know, getting what you want, taking that risk, being intentional about asking these specific com- specific questions that I help people come up with. What is it that's really important to you? You can prompt people to show you if it's important to them. And then you get the opportunity. This is all the power that you get. You get the opportunity to decide whether or not you like what they're showing you. It's all about you. They're not rejecting you. You are making the decision whether or not you like the, they like what they've shown you. So you get the the power to say so. You know, um, I'll say quickly, Hank, that in all the people pleasing that I've done and the connection that I've tried to make with people, I've never ever thought about if I like that other person. I just wanted them to like me so much, and I'd like everybody listening to just be empowered to know that it's up to you whether you like that person. It's your feelings. Those are the only things that matter to you. And sometimes you don't know why you don't like the other person, but sometimes it pays to listen to those kind of things. It's like that meme that I saw it again today that, you know, I uh, don't trust somebody if my dog doesn't like them, but I have (laughs) no trouble uh, trusting the dog if it doesn't like somebody, you know. Because there's a reason, there's probably a reason you don't like them. And even if there isn't, go with your your flow because that will always taint that relationship. Absolutely. 100%. Well, you know, pivoting this back a little bit towards business, I'd want to ask you, uh, you know, entrepreneurs are always trying to make meaningful relationships. That's what relationship marketing is all about. And that's how we get uh, a long-term source of of referral clients through meaningful relationships. But what would you think is the biggest mistake entrepreneurs make when trying to build meaningful social connections? So for entrepreneurs, I think um, because especially we're, we're growing our business, we have the business relationships that are meaningful, and then we have our personal relationships that are meaningful. And I think that entrepreneurs and solopreneurs, they get it mixed they mix them up. They kind of muddy the waters between who is who and what is what. I'm not saying that you can't do business with a friend um, or make a, a a client a friend. Um, not saying that, but being intentional about separating those, I think is really important and putting time into them and saying, these are the expectations that I want from a personal friendship. I want to talk about these deep, heavy feelings with my personal friend. 
and maybe keep it a little lighter with my business partner and be intentional about being in spaces where you can do that with them. So don't talk business, don't go on a business call and talk personal stuff, stuff something like that. Um, and make time. This is one of the things that I also have to do for myself is make time to meet those personal connections, get away from my computer, go outside, um, schedule time to look for places to go to talk to people about not business. That's, mm -hmm. I think that's very important for you to do. I think that's really important, actually. And that was great advice. You know, don't try to mix the two worlds. Because when we're building meaningful social connections in business, it's based on business. It's based on that no like, and trust. And you do find some common common goals, not common goals, but common ground, like maybe two people, maybe you like a, a certain sport and you find out that person likes that sport. It's a way to connect with them because mm -hmm. you need a little bit more than just always, hey, buy this from me, buy this from me. <laughs> You Absolutely. know, you need to. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, is there anything I haven't asked you that you'd like to bring up? No, I have been delighted by this conversation. And I really like the fact that you shared a bit about yourself, too. Well, thank you. You know, you just uh, you have that natural tendency of bringing that out in people. And I believe that it probably is already working in what you do and will continue to work in what you do. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Mm. Well, thanks for being here with us today. And to our listeners, tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. for the Home Business Success Show right here on bizradio.us. Before I go, I want to tell you that there are some great resources available to home business owners. You are not alone in the wilderness in your home business. The Home Business Success Community has your back. We're an online membership support community of like-minded home business entrepreneurs. Contact me to find out more. Just go to bizradio.us, find my handsome picture, and then click on the Home Business Success Show where my photo is for all the contact information you'll need. Remember, you can achieve success, freedom, and independence in your own home business. I've done it. Coach Lee has done it, and you can too. I'll see you again next week. This is Hank Eater wishing all of you a fabulous day of home business success. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.